You're listening to a sermon from Pasco Vale Church of Christ. To hear more of our teaching or to find out about the church, please visit our website, pvcc.org.au. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for welcoming me to church this morning. And uh, it's great to be here with you. Uh, sorry, uh, Gail is not able to be with us this morning. Um, she's uh, gone with our son Matthew, actually, to Ballarat. She's spending some time with her brother Rod and his wife uh, Sue. They're actually having a fundraiser today at their home. Uh, unfortunately, many years ago now, their, one of their children, their daughter, um, died of a particular condition related to an unusual condition related to childbirth, and, uh, and so they're having a fundraiser for that today. So that's why she can't be here, uh, but it's great for me. I hope you were warmly welcomed when you came here this morning. Uh, thank you to, uh, actually, I think it was Zach and Leo. I think Daniel helped them out a bit at the welcoming at the front, so thanks a lot for doing that, uh, Daniel, for helping out the, our two welcomers this morning. Um, hope you were able to welcome other people as well, uh, and maybe uh, met someone new or someone you hadn't spoken to for a while anyway. Now, last week, uh, Alvin uh, spoke to us and he talked about our vision as a church. He titled his talk, Be Thou My Vision. Uh, you know, the vision of this church, of Pascal Vale Church of Christ, is to know Christ and to make him known to others uh, as well. Today, we're going to look at a strategy that will, will help us in doing that. I've called it becoming a welcoming community or being much more of a welcoming community to others, I suppose. You know, we want uh, people who come here to our church to really feel welcome, that feel uh, inviting. We want it to be an inviting place for them, a welcoming place, accessible, obviously, to everyone. And as a church, we really want to be, um, you know, inviting other people here, uh, having every newcomer that comes to feel uh, warm and uh, feel that this is a wonderful place for them to be, to provide for them and to help them to integrate uh, into our community as well. Uh, that will be a wonderful thing. We've actually got a Bible study that goes with this series. Uh, there's um, four sessions last week was the beginning with our vision and we've got uh, three strategies that we're looking at. So if you're interested in that, you can uh, grab one of those Bible studies as well. Um, it's on our website. I forgot to bring some for us here, but perhaps I'll organise that for next week. Now, each week, of course, as we had uh, Daniel there today and uh, his two sons, each week there are people who are allocated to uh, do the welcoming here at the church and they uh, stand near the front there, welcome everybody uh, as they come each week. And uh, they do a great job of that, don't they? So uh, thanks so much for everyone who's involved in doing that. Uh, thanks for doing it, for um, you know, making this a nice place, an inviting place for people to come to you know, your friendly smile and a handshake and a hug, although we don't seem to be able to do that so much since our post-lockdown period, but uh, uh, making everybody who comes here really feel welcome and part of the community. So thanks so much for doing that. Uh, to everyone involved in that. Uh, let me pray. Lord, we know that uh, welcoming people is important and thank you that uh, each person who's involved in welcoming and supporting and befriending people who come into our church community, may they really be a blessing. They are a blessing to us 
and uh, give them joy as they do that, as they serve people in that way. Uh, we give you thanks for this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now, have you ever gone to the hospital emergency department? Well, I don't know if you have, but I've been there a few times myself, sometimes for me and sometimes for other people as well. Um, in fact, I've just been there this week. Uh, my mum uh, had uh, uh, a small uh, skin cancer taken out. Actually, it was a bit bigger than they thought and they stitched it up and everything, but uh, it started bleeding, so we had to take her uh, to the hospital and then, unfortunately, more complications happened. We had to take her to the hospital again, the emergency department. Have you ever gone up to them? You know, if you ever go up to the emergency department, you say to them, um... Hi guys, how are you? It's wonderful to be with you today. And they're going to ask you the question, hey, what's wrong? And you say to them, nothing. I feel fantastic. Never felt better in my entire life. And they're going to say to you, what on earth are you doing here? Go away. Go home. Not a great welcome will you get. But on the other hand, if you're in a car crash and you're all smashed up and you get to the emergency department, mate, you get first class treatment. In fact, the more busted up you are, the more attention you are going to get. I like that. I like attention. <laughs> I had that experience once, actually. It was back in uh, 2017. I just recently, very recently, a few weeks before that, had a kidney transplant. And got a bit sick, went to hospital. Mate, as soon as I said to them, I just had a kidney transplant, well, that was it, man. No more questions, in straight away. Doctors and nurses all over me. I need a scan, I go to the front of the queue. Get a blood test, back in 30 minutes. Need a private room, everybody else makes way. Wow, that was fantastic. Priority attention, all my needs are being met. When you need it, a hospital uh, emergency department gives you a wonderful and great welcome, don't they? Maybe we can be a bit like that too. <laughs> now I want to turn to our passage for the day. Thanks Sharon for reading that for us from uh, Matthew 25 verses 34 to 40. I'm going to look at this passage from a welcoming uh, perspective. It starts off there in verse 35 and it says, I was a stranger and you welcomed me. Now in the Old Testament and New Testament times, they didn't have motels all over the countryside like we do today. So if you're going to go on a trip, you're going to travel, you're actually a very vulnerable person. And you're actually going to depend on other people taking you into their own home and looking after you and feeding you uh, in order to cope with that, with travelling. That's how it worked in those days. And, you know, Christians were very, very good at showing that kind of hospitality to people. To give hospitality, uh, certainly to other Christians, and that's what this passage uh, primarily uh, tells us, it says um, uh, to the brothers and sisters in Christ. But of course we know also from uh, other scriptures there's a strong sense in which we are to uh, 
be welcoming and show hospitality to all those who are in need. And we see that pretty strongly in scripture actually as well. Then it goes on here in verse 37 actually. It starts off with talking about the sheep and the goats. And now it refers to the sheep as the righteous. The sheep are the righteous. And in verse 38 it says, The righteous uh, ask Jesus, When did we see you a stranger and welcome you? This is great news to them. They, they, They hadn't even thought about it. They're surprised. How were they serving Jesus when they were serving the least of these? It was a total surprise to them. They never realised it. I mean, they're just going about their normal, ordinary life. Nothing special from their perspective at all. This is just how we live our lives. Because of what Jesus has done for me. My life has been transformed. I'm a changed man. I'm a changed woman. Changed on the inside. So naturally, as a result of what Jesus has done for me, of course I welcome strangers. Naturally, that's what I do. And I do that because of Jesus, not because of me. You know, they weren't doing this to get a reward. They weren't doing this because that's how you get to heaven. They were doing it in response to what Jesus had already done for them. And Jesus answers them then in verse 40. As you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did it to me. How exactly did they do it to Jesus? One might ask, well, I've got a couple of thoughts on this. I mean, from one perspective, of course, um, all people are made in the image of God. As uh, we serve people, we are therefore serving a person who is made in the image of God. And in that sense, we are obviously serving God. But, you know, we're also God's children, aren't we? All of us are God's children. And you know, if you help one of my children, from my perspective, it's just like you're helping me. I mean, I love my children. And if you show love to my children, it's just like showing love to me. How do we welcome Jesus into Pascoval Church of Christ, into our church? By truly welcoming every stranger who walks in. Everyone who comes into this place. How has Jesus welcomed us into his kingdom? Well, Romans chapter 15 and verse 7 says, Therefore welcome one another as Christ has already welcomed you for the glory of God. See, we glorify God when we welcome other people in the same way that Christ has welcomed us already into his kingdom. You see, God has got a welcoming heart to all people, to everyone, to you and to me and to everyone. So how has Jesus welcomed us? 
Well, you know, it's, it's more than just a handshake and, and a wonderful smile, isn't it? You see, Jesus knows us. He knows you. He knows your faults. And yet, he looks past that. He welcomes us out of love. He does it for our good. He's not doing it to get something out of it himself. Sometimes how we human beings act. But you know, it took Jesus great humility and great sacrifice. His death on the cross, in fact, in order to be able to welcome you and me into his kingdom, into his family. Now let me just give you a couple of thoughts on the idea of God's hospitality versus our hospitality. Our hospitality would be, you know, like we, we ask a friend uh, or maybe a few friends over for dinner or over for a meal. Maybe they might bring somebody else as well who we don't know. Uh, we, we make a great a dinner and meal for them. Uh, they stay for a while. We have a great time. We have fun together. And it's great. Biblical on, uh, hospitality, on the other hand, is a little bit different. Remember about no motels. It's when we welcome strangers into our own home and we look after them. We provide for all of their needs, including looking after uh, by providing food to their animals as well. I mean, it'd be a bit like today, you know, somebody comes over uh, to your place uh, and uh, you welcome them in uh, and while they're staying with you, you go out and you fill up their, their car's fuel tank with fuel so that they're ready to go on their trip after they leave you. And not only do you do that, you ask them to stay. Hey, why don't you stay tonight? Stay another night. That's biblical hospitality. But divine hospitality, on the other hand, divine hospitality is even more different. It's God pursuing, pursuing your enemy, Pursuing someone who hates you, not to hurt them, you know, not to punish them, not to do anything to harm them, but rather to die for them. You want them to become your son, your daughter. You want them to live with you forever. That's God's great hospitality that he's shown to you and to me. God doesn't, you know, he doesn't just invite. He doesn't just try to persuade. He pursues, not just a friend, not just a stranger, but his enemy. You know what it would take for us to be able to show divine hospitality here in this church? It takes each and every one of us. It takes the whole community, not just one person, not just a few people, but all of us working together to, to welcome everyone who pops their head in that door, just like Daryl right now. <laughs> welcome, Daryl. Now, it's not just a task for those who are good at welcoming people. I mean, they're allocated, uh, people who like to do that uh, each week. They have a role to play. 
but actually being a welcoming church requires all of us, the whole church, all of us are involved. You know, welcoming should actually be our way of life here in the church, in our own homes, in our everyday activities. That's what we are to be like, all of us. Christians should be the very best welcomers, the very best. But, you know, welcoming, really being a welcoming person takes time, takes energy, it takes sacrifice and sometimes humility too and real love for people, real love. Listen, how did Jesus welcome you into his family? Well, that's how we should welcome people into this, our church. That's how we should welcome people into our homes. This is how we should welcome people into our lives as well. You know, the gospel doesn't just ask us to be nice people who welcome other nice people, uh, maybe have lunch with them and um, then just Go home to our nice little life. The gospel calls us to divine, welcoming lifestyle. Willing to love anyone. Welcoming everyone, especially those who maybe don't look like us, uh, people who don't act like us, people who uh, maybe don't even agree with us. People who are... Maybe a little bit hard to love. Maybe I was a little bit hard to love when God reached out to me and welcomed me into his family. So I think, you know, I can do the same thing for other people too. Why not? Why can't we? Why can't we go out of our way to welcome people? Why can't we sacrifice like God sacrificed for me? Actually, the other week, uh, someone mentioned to me uh, after I'd given this uh, talk at the church, uh, him and his wife were thinking about fostering children. Uh, and uh, certainly fostering children, yeah, it's got a real likeness, doesn't it, to to divine hospitality. I mean, taking a child who you don't know, taking them into your home, uh, taking care of their every need, uh, treating them like your own, uh, more than staying overnight, <laughs> uh, living with you. Sacrificial love and care and concern. And yes, one day... That fostering may even become adoption. Adoption into your family. Just like God adopted us into his family. Accepting them as your very own son or daughter. As God has done to us. Yes, that really is just like what God has done for us. Now, let me get a little bit uh, on the practical side for a moment. 
Now, how do we do this? How do we welcome strangers uh, into our church? Now, people come to church for a variety of reasons. Obviously, people come to find God. Uh, people come to grow spiritually. But they also come because they want to find community. I mean, all of us need community. We need relationships and friendships, significant relationships, in fact, in our lives. You know, when someone comes here, you can be their friend. Or maybe you can introduce others to them who can be their friend. Um, you know, friendship is so important in the Christian life, in everyone's life. In fact, the most significant way that people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour is because they had a good Christian friend. So we can do that, can't we? We can invite people as well, you know, invite them to, to help out here in our church community. Invite them to a life group. Invite them to the ladies' fellowship during the week or other things that are happening in the life of the church. Connect them with other people. Connect them with uh, other activities that people can be involved with. You know, people love to be part of a group. See, when you get involved in, in serving uh, along with other people, then it becomes, hey, this is my church. I'm part of this community. And people want that. They want fellowship. Uh, people want friendship. People want to be involved with other people. So let's invite them to do that. Let's invite them. To be involved with us, with me. You know, if you're part of this church, then this church, it's like your house. You know, people who visit here, they're your guests. They're not someone else's guests. So, you know, if you see something out of place at the church, you fix it. The bin's overflowing, you empty it. Why not? This is our home, and we want our guests to see our home in the best play, way possible. Um, we invite them, of course, to a, a meal, uh, to meet other people in our church community. Uh, we can invite them, obviously, to tea and coffee uh, after the service. We can spend some time with them as well. And maybe, you know, if, uh, if you get to know them well enough, uh, maybe... If uh, it's appropriate, you can invite them to see them a few days later, maybe have a cup of coffee with them. You could even invite them to your home for a meal as well. Some of us could come to church early because, you know, guests and visitors, actually, they, they, they get here early. You know, I think that this is a wonderful, welcoming church. I've always felt very welcome here. And so we know that. We should use that. Because, you know, if you invite someone here to church, you know that they're going to be well accepted and well welcomed by the rest of the community here. So why don't we do that? Why don't we, why don't we invite people to our church? Margaret mentioned we've got uh, our Easter service coming up on the 9th of April and we have our postcards. 
Uh, we're going to put those into mailboxes. But listen, why don't you take one or more of these? Why don't you invite a friend of yours, a family member, to our Easter services? Actually, did you know that in the latest National Church Life survey, they found that 42% of Australians said that if they were invited to an Easter service by a close friend or family member, that they would go. 42%. Four out of every 10 Australians said that if someone close to them would invite them to an Easter service, they would go. Let's invite people to our Easter service because we know they're going to be well looked after here. You know, when people come and visit our church, I don't want anyone to leave this church without hearing about Jesus if they want to. And you know, you might be the very person, you might be the one who has the opportunity to do that just because you went up to them and you introduced yourself and you spoke to them and you had an opportunity to find out a little bit about them, you might have the opportunity to tell them about Jesus and that you might be the only person who had the opportunity to do that. Let's take those opportunities, won't we? But you know, we also need to have a welcoming lifestyle. Would you take a stranger into your house? <laughs> no, someone said. I think all of us are probably thinking that without saying it out loud, aren't we? But I'd like to ask you, how, how far would you go? Would you be willing to talk to that awkward person in the corner at a party, nobody else you know, is interested in them, nobody else wants to talk to them, would you be willing to go and talk with them? Do go the extra mile. Don't just, you know, why should we be like everybody else? Why don't we just be a bit radical as Christians? Do something that the rest of the community wouldn't do. Why don't we trust God? Pray and ask God, Lord, how can I help this person? How can I uh, be inviting to them? Do the unusual welcoming act. Why not? Not all of us can invite people to our homes or strangers certainly to our homes. I know that. But maybe we should stretch ourselves. Maybe we should do the things that we, weren't, we wouldn't naturally be willing to do. Take risks under God's hand. Under prayer. Why not? Pray and ask God, listen God, what should I do in this situation here with this person in front of me? It looks a bit unusual, uncertain, but trust God to help you with that. Now I know what some of you are going to say to me. Lou, I'm an introvert. I'm not good at talking with people. And I know that because I'm an introvert. My wife is the extrovert. I just follow her and she talks to everyone and then I start talking to them. But you know, I've talked about quite a few things here today. 
It doesn't require that we all be extroverts. There's lots of little things that each one of us can do. If all of us did one thing or more, we all contributing to making our church a more welcoming community. That's what it takes. It takes all of us working together. Let's all do something. We can all do that, can't we? We can all do at least one thing. And then we'll be able to say, welcome to our church. So that someday that person will be able to say, welcome to Jesus in their life. And that's what we want, isn't it? You know, the hospital uh, emergency department is ready every single day for unexpected guests. And they prepare for that. And so should we. How would you welcome Jesus if he came to your church, to our church today? Think about that. I mean, what would you do? How would you treat him if he stepped in our door? I mean, what wouldn't you do for him? Well, that's exactly how we should treat our visitors. And in fact, that's actually how we should treat one another too, isn't it? As you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did it to me. Now, I would like to introduce you to the welcome team here at Pasco Vale Church of Christ. Everyone who is a member of this church, if you're a member or you regularly attend uh, Pasco Vale, could you please stand? Please stand. If you're a member or you regularly attend here and you're able to stand, obviously, please stand together. Look around. Look around. This is the church welcoming team. All of you are part of that team. Let me pray for you. Uh, Lord, we uh, kneel at your feet. Uh, we kneel at the feet of Jesus, seeing his wonderful love and incredible sacrifice for each one of us. Lord Jesus, you pursued us to welcome us into your kingdom. Jesus, give us the strength to reflect your patience and your grace and your love and hope to others as well. May we see each person that we meet through your eyes and love them and welcome them into our church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.